Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And with us, and I'm Leon from Inspired Text. Hey, friend of the Leon. podcast. I think I think this is your second time on the podcast, Leon, and and I believe that makes you our biggest guest, like our, <laughs> because I don't think we've ever had a return guest. No, we have. We have. Sorry, Dan. Who? Sorry, Leon. Oh, Trent. 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 Yeah. Yes, mm. of course, of course. Well, I mean, you're you're an esteemed company there. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's well, I'll, I'll take I'll take a tie. Do we get promised a t-shirt that never gets delivered? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is the second visit. Uh, the, the third visit, we actually deliver it. <laughs> well, Trent actually did get a t-shirt, so so yeah, Ooh. maybe we should. Mm. We'll give you one of our new and improved t-shirts, Leon. Yeah. An original batch. They were they were they were good, but. Uh, yeah, it's been refined and improved now. It has so, been refined. Uh, and yeah. if, if we you, stick to our promises. If you're listening out there and, and we have promised you a shirt, yes, we have done a, a new print of shirts and no, we didn't send any of them out. <laughs> <laughs> June 2021. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Before coronavirus, I was going to deliver one to America. So Yeah, that's true. That's not even a joke. Mm. <laughs> It's not. Um, so we are coming to you today um, by three separate places. Um, we're doing this online, virtually, because we can't be in the same room. Not because of coronavirus, just because I can't stand Tim for much longer. But um, <laughs> so we're doing it from from different rooms, and uh, so if the audio is a little bit funny, that's why. But I think we're doing pretty. Well. I think it all sounds pretty good. Yeah, uh, sounds fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> So today we're tackling something that a lot of you out there are going to be dealing with at the moment, which is having to work from home. Um, Leon obviously is an expert in this area. He's going to be giving us some hints and tips and things you might not have been able to or might not have thought of um, to improve working from home and, and, and what you need to be doing there. But first, Tim, what is the Tim and the Tim and Hello. <laughs> we did that pretty well you considering we're not the same room, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On my end, it sort of lagged a little bit. Oh, and really? Your, yeah, so we'll see how that sounds in the final recording. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Tim, <laughs> how's your week? I haven't seen you all week. How's your week? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, work from home world. Um, exciting things include soaking your indoor plants... Um, <laughs> bathing your dog, and then the most exciting part of the day is when you get out for a walk. Yeah, so, it, you really you feel yeah. like like you're a dog or a pet or something. It's like <laughs> that was a walk time. How good's this? <laughs> but seriously, I mean, the uh, yeah, the tight ass or time ass tips man inside of me is loving this efficiency. Mm. There's just you just get up. There's breakfast. You don't have to prepare lunch for work or anything. There's no travel. Just That's what I like. No, there's no travel. Yeah. So, uh, so far, so good. 
Dan, I gotta say. And Leon, ironically, you're not working from home. You're at your office. You're one of the only I, ones. <laughs> I am in the office today. Uh, we've got all of our team working from home for the last three weeks. So it's, it's nice to get into the office, have access to the coffee machine, have air conditioning, <laughs> bit of comfort, bit of solo time here, which is nice. No disruptions. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I do, I, I do think that is one of the hidden benefits of working from home or or I guess separating the team is there's way less interruptions. <laughs> mm. yeah. That's not, a, that's not, a, that's not like a, having a go at our team. Yeah, I was going to say, if, because you, if you're listening to this no and you work for chat. us, Tim Tim does not like chat. He does not want to speak to you <laughs> unless, unless it's life or death. Uh, he doesn't want to hear from you. <laughs> not at well, all. When you're in the office, you're so accessible and someone just walks by and like just thinks, oh, I can ask that question now mm. and it yeah. interrupts what you're doing and then you've got to focus somewhere else and then you've got to get back to what you were doing and this exactly. is up a lot of time. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But at the same rate, I could definitely see if I have, if we're doing this in the next six months, it's going to be a tough slog, mm. I think. It's going to be a long time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really enjoying my first week, and my week's been basically exact same as yours and most other people's. It's just been at home working, making breakfast, and excited for walk time at some point. Um, but I, I I I'm really enjoying this week, and I'm sure I'll really enjoy next week. But but like week three, maybe that's when I'll I'll start thinking, hey, some interaction might be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll find after a few weeks, people that initially start going, yeah, I get to work from home and not come into the office, are going to be wanting that office connection again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, all well, right. We are doing a Friday afternoon drinks this afternoon with our team. We so are. Uh, have you guys done that yet, Leon? Yeah, we did last week. It was really good. Ended up going cool. on for a few hours, which was fun. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. You know what we should do? I just had a brilliant idea. We should do a Friday afternoon drinks for everyone that listens to the podcast. And everyone could just jump onto a like a Zoom meeting all together. Who you know, if it's up if it's a limit to like a hundred people or whatever, just the first hundred people, just jump on. Um and uh and let's just have some Friday afternoon two drunk accountants drinks. That is such a good idea. If you think this is a good idea and you want to join in, send us a message because you know maybe we'll do it on um, on Hangout. Uh, what's that app called? Uh, house, uh, house Party. Party. Yeah, we'll do it on House Party <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Tim and Dan in the house. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move through to our business update. So... Today, I'm just going to give a quick outline of obviously the third kind of stimulus package announcement um, that's happened in the past few weeks. This one was the wage subsidy. So, um, the the law is, is yet to be written, let alone passed. So, there's still a lot of details to be released. And once that happens, we're going to do a, a full probably webinar again. So, watch out for that. Um, we will release it and we'll explain in detail all the different parts of it and who's eligible and who's not. But just a brief overview. Basically, uh, it's $1,500 a fortnight for each full-time, part-time and casual employee. But the casuals only get it if they've been with you for longer than 12 months. Um, everybody that was hired 
on the 1st of March and before that. So if you've hired them more recently, at this point, it doesn't look like they count. Um, there's a few other eligibility criteria around, you know, their age and, and what kind of, if they're an Australian citizen and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, but the main thing that the business needs to consider is that they need to have had a reduction in their business of at least 30%. Now, this is the part that I'm a little bit tripped up on, but from, from what I understand, it's going to be a reduction of either your month or your quarter based on the same time period last year. Um, which brings up a whole host of problems. So if, if, if you weren't in business last year or if your business was significantly different last year to what it is now, mm. um, then that's going to be something that um, won't work. So what's been released is they're saying that the um, Commissioner of Taxation is going to have discretion to take in other factors. So it's not going to be a hard oh, and fast wow. rule. It's going to be a case-by-case basis almost for a lot of businesses. Um, so more detail will be released, obviously, once that actually passes law and we'll keep everyone up to date with that. But a few other interesting things that I did read, just to point out, um, the employer will, um, it's, it's up to them if they want to pay super on the additional wage. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So you don't have to pay the super, which is interesting. Um, hmm. if, if you normally earn... I thought that was only if you earned... Less than fifteen hundred, and there was additional amounts. Yes, that's over. right. It's, it's the additional wage, the yeah. additional wage. Um, but the the other yeah. point of that is, is that if you do earn less than that normally, you will earn fifteen hundred bucks a fortnight, and um, they have the, yeah. your employer has to pass that on to you. Um, pay rise. Yeah, so essentially you're going to get a pay rise. Um, it also um, counts for people who have been stood down or p- potentially recently fired if they get reengaged. Include so if your business closes down, but you keep your employees. Um, engaged, you can continue to pay them for the, the period that your business is, is closed before it kind of reopens again. So there'll be yeah. a lot more factors for this released once we get the specific details. But I just wanted to give everyone an idea of what the basics are. Um, you, right now, you can go to the ATO's website and red, uh, pre-register. Uh, you put in your details. Um, what's going to happen is once this all starts kicking in, you'll be able to go on there. Um, point out who your eligible employees are. A lot of that's going to be pre-filled from your single-touch payroll. Um, so make sure all that's up to date. And then each month, you've got to continue to prove that you're paying them and, and update the information. So there'll be a bit of work with it. But yeah, I think it's a pretty good initiative. So if yeah, if you are reading around online and or watching webinars or getting information, just keep in mind the final details haven't been locked in. Um, I've had to cool the jets of a few of my clients um, because it's just not finalized yet. So here's an example. If you're a sole trader um, or operating in a trust, you don't pay yourself wages. Mm. There is still a chance that it may apply to you because they've said in their fact sheet so far for self-employed people, it it applies for self-employed. So, um, but there's no clarity around how that might work or even if they're intending it to work that way. Yeah. So So, I I did see hmm. one, one um, example in the fact sheets, Tim, about a sole trader and Okay. Essentially, you can you will be eligible for it, um, but you've got to register yourself, and there's a process for it. But it doesn't say anything about partnerships or trusts, and and it, and it did say you have to elig- um, nominate an eligible person, which kind of 
sort of the way I read it meant one person. So if you're a partnership, mm. well, obviously there's two or three or four, or however many of you are, there are. Or if you're a trust, there could be several beneficiaries to that trust that usually rely on the income. So, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the details will matter on that one. Yeah. So we wait and see, but that does sound promising yeah. for a lot of people. does sound promising. Cool. All right. Well, watch out when, when that does pass law and we get the, the specifics of it, we're going to do a whole webinar explaining to everybody. But essentially, it means you can continue to pay your employees right now because it will be backdated. It's going to be backdated to the 30th of March. So, um, you could be paying... No, the, fir the 1st of March. The 1st of March. Uh, I thought the payments were from the 30th, but the eligibility was from the 1st. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. See, I've heard a lot from the 1st of March. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But keep in mind, payments don't come out until the end of May. So Exactly. Um, yeah, you but they will be until that point. They, they will be backdated. So, yeah, so you can pay your employees, keep paying them. You will get that money back for this period, at least for this week. <laughs> Um, and, and, the, and the ongoing week. So, yeah, keep, keep up to date there. We'll keep everyone up to date as well. Cool. Yeah, you can just hit, while, you while you're on the topic of the government grants and whatnot, um, I'm sure you've talked about it previously, the one for apprenticeships and trainees. Uh, yep. I mentioned that just because that got released yesterday with the form to sign up and we did that for our trainee that we hire. Yeah, nice. Where, awesome. As long as you're eligible and it's for businesses with under 20 staff, they'll cover half of their wages. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. It's a, it's a really good one. That we, so we mentioned that during the webinar about the, the, the stimulus packages um, that we did a week or two ago. Um, but obviously, we don't see the side of it that you've gone through. So yeah, so what was ap applying for it like? Was it, it a simple process? Did you just go to whoever your apprenticeship network provider was and get forms? Or was it an online thing? Or So we use Verta for our apprenticeship management, yep. whatever they're called. Um, and they were really good. So they, they sent us through some info initially and I don't know if they pre-filled it or mm. it's just part of what the ATO has done is pre-filled it, but we got through the link with most of the details and we just had to, to fill in the what they've been paid over the period we selected and provide pay slips. And that was really about it. It was really quick and easy. That's great. So cool. That's that's good to know that it's, it's a, awesome. a pretty simple process because we don't, we don't see that side of it. Um, it doesn't you know when it's not usually simple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Do you know when your first payment will come through, Leon? Uh, no idea. Okay. I'm imagining it'll be sometime in April. Yeah, I think it is in April. That one's backdated to the 1st of January. Um, yep. And it's three uh, quarterly installments because it goes for nine months. Yeah. So, yeah. Up I imagine the payment will come out. 21 grand per apprentice if it's half their, yep. like whatever their wage is. Exactly. Although like 42 grand... Mm -hmm. For an apprentice seems like a decent wage for an apprentice. That's yeah. <laughs> That'd be a mature age one. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Or I'm trying to look year. up Yeah, or fourth year. It's true. Yeah, true. True. Just trying to look up this um when the wages is backdated to. But uh yeah, I'll I'll keep searching that. Um to to see if we can yeah, at least confirm when that's gonna be backdated to, whether it's the end of March or the start of March, because that's a big difference. It says affected employees will be able to claim a fortnightly payment of $1,500 from the 30th of March for a maximum period of six months. Hmm. So you just needed to be eligible at the 1st of March. Correct. But the payments start at the 30th or the, the, they accrue from the 30th. Hmm. 
Okay. So essentially, you don't get it for the month of March. Yeah, even though that was when you got your eligibility. Correct, yeah. And somehow. the other thing that I'm interested about is, so right now, a business might still be going fine, but there are businesses out there that are going to be lagging indicators. So they're fine yeah. right now, but in a month, they won't be. So do they yeah. then become eligible on a month-to-month kind of basis? Is it like they don't, they're not eligible this month, but next month they will be? Um, and then they can start the payments from that date. Is that how it'll work? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so much to clear up. So hopefully that comes out over the next week or so. Yep. All right. Well, Tim, tight ass tip. What have you got for us? Tight ass tip. Well, yep. it's pretty simple this week, Dan. Yep. Stay home. <laughs> <laughs> I have saved so much money by staying home. It is not funny. I imagine um, your coffee bill would be a lot less uh, each week now. So much less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't go out to restaurants anymore. Mm. We don't eat breakfast out anymore. Yep. We're never a big takeaway sort of family here. We mm. do get pizzas and stuff like that. But mm. yeah, staying home. That's saved me a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. So, we're, we're still getting like in, instead of going out for brekkie, we'll get some form of takeaway from a cafe once a week and then for, for yeah. a dinner we might get a you know a, a tire takeaway or something um yes. instead of going out which has been nice so we're, we're still i guess spending some but it is a lot less than what i probably would have spent in the restaurant or um going out to these places so yeah i agree yep. saving a lot of money mm. yeah especially and if you stay home and cook at home yeah yeah exactly, exactly which yeah. is what we've been doing yeah i've never yeah. eaten healthier <laughs> and I've, I've, I've like spent so little money this week. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a little hidden benefit of coronavirus. Yeah, we're going to save my, although I think that's not great for the economy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. Although I did go out and, and spend money on a, a few like um, office niceties Katrina did for her little <laughs> for her little room, and then also a couple of little bits of gym equipment. I saw your lava lamp on your desk. <laughs> no, I always had that. That was pre-existing. <laughs> Does it get uh, used? Yeah. Uh, I haven't plugged it in yet, but it it sat uh. it sat in now because we've got a little office room. So the lava lamp sat in there, not on for since I've lived here. But um, but now it's out here. I do want to turn it on. The only problem is that it gets really hot. It like heats up the, and it's, yeah. it's not a big room. So, like the room gets real warm. If you turn Just wait it for winter. Yeah, it's, it's getting cold already. So, I'll, t- mm. I'll turn it on soon. Nice. Cool. That's a good one, Tim. Good one. Thank you. So, people, yeah. even without Corona, just stay home. Save money. (laughs) (laughs) It's taught me how much I was spending by leaving my house. So, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the main topic. All right, so as we said at the beginning of the episode, today's main topic is all around working from home and things you might need to consider, things you might not know, um, some hints and tips. Um, Leon, you would have been helping so many people over the past couple of weeks change from being in their office to being at home. Um, What are some of the things you have learnt? what, What are some of the best tips? What are things people need to consider? Well, from a start, just from a business perspective, one thing we found 
early on in this process is the businesses that have been early adopters to new technology and being more digital centric that we've helped get to that stage. Mm. It's been a much easier transition for them mm. than yeah, customers th- for that. who have just yeah. kind of <laughs> stayed with what they've always done and the on-premise servers and, and the stuff that kind of locks them to being in the office or has additional hurdles to connect to. Mm. Yeah. So, always looking at how can you improve your business and how you can, how you can develop your business further and the business processes you work with, especially in the time of a pandemic is mm-hmm. very helpful. And you start seeing the return on that investment in times like this. I was actually thinking back to our first podcast with you, Leon, and um, it was about going on to the cloud. Um, and it kind of made me chuckle because we were trying to give people reasons as to why they should do it. Um, and yeah, <laughs> no one would have seen this coming, but this is a great example <laughs> of being on the cloud is really helpful. <laughs> well, yeah. what was good for, for us and, and you have helped us get to that point is, yeah, we, we essentially just picked up our screens, carried them home, plugged them in and just continued like we always have. <laughs> Nothing mm. changed for us, um, apart from where I'm sitting. So that was really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot more yeah. to it in the background on your end, but <laughs> for us, it was simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like even to be able to transport your phone system home with you, whether that be on your mobile phone or taking the actual handset home and that just works. Yeah, so, um, so maybe this is a, a, a way to do it. Why don't we go through kind of each thing that people need to consider and the different options yeah. that, that might be best. So let, let's start with like your phone system. Um, yeah. how is it, you've got this office phone, you've got, you know, all your employees are in this office and they get calls for this phone. How do you deal with that? Yeah, certainly. That's going to be very dependent on the system you have set up. So yeah. a lot of businesses have either an old aging phone system where the main unit is on site at their business, mm. or it could even be a newer one that they've repurchased and spent a lot of money on, but it's still on site at their business. And that really limits their flexibility and functionality on what they can do with that. Mm. So great example is with our customers, we provide a hosted phone solution. So it's a lot more agnostic of where they're operating from. Mm. And it's more dependent on having an internet connection. So with the majority of our clients, we were quite easily able to get them to just pick up their phone from their desk, take it home, plug it in, and keep operating as normal. Yeah, right. Or alternatively, they could move to a software phone, either on their mobile or on their computer, and just act as if their desk phone's right there, which makes it real easy for them to to shift, move, and keep the business operating as if nothing's changed. Yeah, so we we did a a combination of the two. Some of us... um, took the actual phone home, connected it to the internet, and it just started working like it always has. Um, it's, we actually have an, an intercom for the front door, and, and funnily enough, someone rang the front door and it called their phone at their home, um, you know, kilometers away. <laughs> and they're like, oh, hi, <laughs> I'm at the front door. Um, so, so some people did that, and then, um, but Tim and I have just the software on our phone, we just got the app, and it just calls like a work phone does. So. Um, both really good. <laughs> like it's, it's, it was, it's been really good, but, but what do you do? Um, what would you recommend? Would you recommend they take that full handset with them or, or on the phone on their mobile or something instead? Personal preference. Yeah. Right. I, 
a lot of the time I like having the desk phone there. It mm. just makes it easy to grab and pick up and use. Yep. But yep. if if I'm not in a static location, it's much easier to have it on my mobile. Yeah. Just yeah. Treat it like a mobile phone. Yeah, right. So sure. what what are the options if you are somebody who has one of those older systems that are sitting there in their office um, and no one's at the office anymore? How, what do you do then? How does that work? Yeah, so that leads to a few different extra hassles for you. So I guess the simplest option is forwarding your calls to a mobile. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll talk quickly about that because when this whole thing started in Australia three weeks ago, uh, we saw the Monday where we went into semi-lockdown, I guess you'd call it, mm. is there was more than a 30% lack of traffic across the national phone network. And this started causing congestion problems across yeah. All phones. A portion of that is people forwarding their phones to a mobile because all of a sudden every phone call becomes two phone calls. Yeah, and right. On top of that, there was the COVID hotline that just absolutely got hammered. So that Monday where this started, we saw across the phone network in Australia over 6 million additional minutes per day getting used Six on phone calls. 6 million minutes. Yeah. That is huge. It is huge, and and the phone network just couldn't couldn't keep up, um, and that's there's still some congestion issues from the extra traffic going on, yeah. but uh, all the major carriers like Telstra, Optus, etc., are, are increasing their capacity between each other. So that's that's gotten a lot better now, but uh, it's it's yeah. been a really interesting impact of all of this working from home. My my quick calculation tells mm. me that that's over eleven years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in a day. In a day. <laughs> eleven cool. years straight. <laughs> Being on the phone for eleven years straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the other option, the other option with your on-premise phone systems mm. is typically it requires additional licensing and additional setup, but you can get it set up so you can use a phone out of the office. However, a lot of the companies that manage those types of systems, it's going to be an expensive license and an expensive setup to do that. So yeah. you just end up paying more to get a little bit more functionality, which ideally, if you're with a good solution, you just have that available to you. Yeah. So yeah. I, I suppose the, the third option would be um, put a message on your phone saying, you know, send us an email and just call people back on your mobile. Yep. You, don't. <laughs> you just Which have to use ideal. your personal phone. It's not ideal because people can't call the office and get different people. Um, mm. yeah. So really yeah, what you're saying, yeah. t- It could work for two weeks, but it wouldn't. it's not going to work for, not say, if this lasts for three six, to six months, yeah. us working from home. <laughs> yeah. It's not ideal. Not a good solution. No. And, and then you've got the other bit of, of using your mobile. And a lot of the times if, if you're... Business, you're wanting people to call your main number so someone can deal with it, and it's not dependent on someone maybe being sick and not answering, so you can provide that service. So yeah. if all of a sudden everyone's calling from mobile numbers, then people are starting to call that back. You're losing that central point of contact. So if yep, if, if you're somebody with one of these old systems and you want to quickly change to one of the new systems, like you provide a, a hosted service, is it is it an easy enough process? Oh, that was mine. My computer then that made a noise, but is that an easy enough process? <laughs> From the customer side, it's easy enough, yeah. yeah it, right. it takes a bit of time transferring the numbers, but uh, it's a good opportunity to really think about your call design and how calls are coming to you and who's answering them or what the experience is to your customer when they call you. 
Yeah. It's right. a great opportunity to rework that and optimize how you're dealing with your customers at the same time. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, what's what would be the next thing that we should consider then? Is you know, phone, phones are being considered. Yeah. The next thing would be, I guess, computer. Um, how to take your setup of your computer home? And what, yeah. What are things you need to consider? Hmm. <laughs> so ours is so we're pretty lucky, I guess, because we're using mostly cloud apps, but not everyone is in that situation, are they? No, they're not. You're, you're in the added advantage of pretty much throughout the office, you're using Microsoft Surface devices as well, so they're all portable. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so, so I, I for suppose... For you, it's a really easy lift and shift. Yeah. yeah. So if, if somebody's got a server, you know, they're a business that kept a server um, at the office, they... They run all their programs through it. It all connects. Which a lot of yeah, a lot of people a lot of do. accounting firms have got yeah. that. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I can it, imagine there's a lot of businesses. It all runs through yeah. Ethernet cables into their computer that you know helps them connect to that server and 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 get uh, software and programs and things they need from it and and documents. What what do they do? Yeah, yeah definitely. So the main couple considerations here are the types of software they're using if it's just files or if it's something like my accountant's office yeah. where you have to be on prep mm-hmm. and and using that program where we can connect them to their work network from home mm. but things are going to be slow yeah, so yeah. very useful so it's like a vpn so like a vpn exactly so the better option is Ideally, the business would have a remote desktop server so people can connect into a server at the office and be like they're sitting there and that'll work a lot quicker. So we've Mm -hmm. ended up doing a couple of rushed setup jobs to deploy a couple of those to some customers Mm -hmm. um, just because they haven't had that flexibility before to allow them to work effectively. Okay. Yeah, right. The alternate there. Yep. Is it working okay or... Yeah, it's it's doing the job for them. It's cool. It's not ideal, but it's it's very workable in these kind of scenarios. Yeah, cool. The the quicker form of of getting that set up if they've got desktop computers at the office is we have been setting them up to be able to connect into their own work desktop from home from their home computers and use that so it's like sitting at the desk. So they still get to see those benefits of it being like they're at the office mm. without the slowdown of using it from outside the office. Yeah, yeah, right. Nice. So they just have a computer at home that they log in to some program and it's it it's basically controlling the, the desktop that's sitting in the office. Correct. Yeah, and right. if you're in the scenario where you might have a laptop and no computer at home and you want to take your laptop home from work and you don't have a remote desktop server at work and you need to use all the work equipment, things are going to be slow. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So... um. The other side of it then would be you don't have a server at the office. You have some cloud solution for all your document filing. Like like if you're an accountant, you might be familiar with, with suite files or, or, or one, of, one of those options. Um, but you could just be using things like Google Drive or OneDrive or, or SharePoint or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Really, you don't need to worry about it. You just kind of take your computer or log in from your home computer and, and it's all there. That's right, yeah. Gives you that complete flexibility. Mm. If you don't have a home computer and you've got a desktop at work, you can, in most cases, take that home for the period of time where we've got to go through this and still access your resources that are on the cloud. 
Yeah, right. uh, nice. Which is the advantage. <laughs> you know, that's mm. it just yeah. seems so much simpler. Just log in at home, access all your stuff from any computer. Um, what about your setup? Like we've got a bunch of screens. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you might have you may have seen my picture of, of my setup at home. But is it um, a- any advice around, yeah, just picking up all the different things that you've got the luxuries at home and, and bringing, uh, sorry, the luxuries in the office and bringing them to home? My advice would be at a very minimum, you want to try and have two screens for home, especially if you're going to be working full days. Yeah. The, yeah. the studies show that just having two screens in itself gives you a 25% efficiency increase on average. Right. Yeah, definitely. So if there's going to be one nicety that you're pulling from the office, if you've got two screens, grab both your screens. If you don't have two screens at the office, you should be asking your manager to get you a second screen when you're coming back to the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's, for sure. What's the studies show on four screens? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a curve line. So from two to three, it goes to about 32%. Yeah. And then there's not really any studies for much more than three screens. Yeah, it's d- diminishing returns <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I, I beg I'd to agree. differ. I'd agree with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's hard to go back once you have more screens, but mm. um, I think, yeah, adding four or more, we have four. <laughs> including the surface. <laughs> including the surface. But having four or more, it can be a little distracting sometimes. You, you're kind of like, where, where did I leave that again? And then you've got 20 tabs open on Chrome <laughs> and three different Chrome, three different Chrome windows <laughs> somewhere yeah. on so, your four screens. So uh, yeah, a bit chaotic, but yeah. Okay. Well, on my fourth screen, I just have our active dashboard for our metrics running on cool. that. Yeah. Which I guess is the next thing we could talk about working from home. Metrics. Metrics. Yeah. I know mm. I know the two drunk accountants have spoken about metrics in your business and KPIs. And yep. if you're running a distributed workforce, working from home, having that is more important now than ever. Mm. Because oh, you yeah. you miss that office interaction and you miss you don't have the finger on the pulse as much. Mm. So if you're able to display what your key metrics are and give your staff access to see how everyone's tracking along while they're working remotely, it helps you all keep on task. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's, there's, there's a lot to be said about um, the challenge of working from home is being distracted because, I mean, I'm really lucky. I don't have kids or a family that I live with. It's just me and Jade. But I can imagine just how hard it would be if you were living in a house with your family and staying on task. Um, so yeah, if you could find something that could, that I guess, keep you accountable and push you towards having a routine to work from home, I could definitely see a lot of value in that. I mean, something, yeah, as you said, something that we have looked at a fair bit would be the KPIs in our business, you know, billable hours per day targets and, and productivity targets and, and things like that, sales targets that we can constantly communicate with the team and, and make sure that they're aware of so they know what they have to hit regardless of where they are. But what's the best way, like in from your experience, Leon, what's the best way to communicate that amongst staff? What's the best way to share that when you're in an environment like we are? It's going to really depend business to business mm. and what kind of KPIs you already have with your staff. Mm. So 
for example, one of our medical clients, they run a daily queue report on their reception staff. Mm -hmm. They take an insane amount of inbound calls and they're looking at how many calls are answered, how long people are on the phones, are we missing any calls? And they're their active KPIs for their staff. So going from being in the office to being distributed from people's homes and still performing these tasks, they're now sharing that more actively across the relevant stuff so they can see where they're tracking against their KPIs. Nice. Yeah, right. Nice. That's cool. Um, I guess, are there any platforms that, I mean, (laughs) you could be as simple as an Excel spreadsheet, which everyone has access to (laughs) online, or you could try and, yeah, find some dashboard tools. I know there's some different ones you use, Leon, like BrightGage. Yeah. There's, Dan and I have used Futurely in the past. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. There's a lot of options. That's, that's the thing these days we're spoiled for choice. Mm. Yeah. It's just, I guess you can, I think you can build out something that's too crazy. I think we, and this is the secret with KPIs is keeping it to the ones that the people can control and, and limiting it, uh, limiting it that to their view. So they're not overwhelmed with 50, that um, very quickly lose meaning to them and yeah. don't drive their behavior. So they're just looking at the two or three um, that matter to their job that day, kind of thing, and, and what, what yeah. they can do to improve and, and make sure the whole team meets their goal is just hit those three targets. You know, that's that's mm. that's the key. Yeah, so two on to that, three targets. Perfect. Yeah. On that, that raises another point. Then communication. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So emails is obviously one way to communicate, but it could be a bit slow and clunky. It could, could uh, clog up your inbox. I know my inbox is pretty clogged up at the moment with, with heaps of questions. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, um, I think team chat is, is pretty cool. Yeah. I think there's, that there's a couple of things that I, I'd put into this. One side of it is communicating internally amongst everyone in, in the team, but also then communicating externally. And the solutions for both might be different. So, so let's start with internal, communicating amongst the team. Um, yeah, what, what would be your recommendations? I think what we're going to find during this period is the companies that have started on this internal communication path earlier on are going to have a massive advantage at this mm. point in time versus the ones now being forced to look at how do we communicate better? Yeah, They're going to be, be lagging behind the game, but it's a perfect time to start adapting and start implementing some solutions there. Yeah, so is this sure. like, um, like your Slack and your teams and things like that that are going to be useful tools that are obviously their way ahead, people who are using those things are already ahead in that journey? Yeah, for sure. My, my two key ones I'd be looking at are Microsoft Teams and Slack. Yeah, right. Yep. If, if you're using the Microsoft environment, especially Office 365, Teams is the absolute killer product for it because mm. of just to the level of integration and what you can do there. It's got a lot more features than Slack does and has overtaken Slack in the market now. Oh, wow. Yep. However, if you're more Google-based, you don't really use any of the Microsoft environment, Slack is a really nice, easy tool to pick up and use within your business. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I know Teams has been yeah quite an advantage in our business. You know, we use it for all sorts of automations and and also internal communication and internal meetings. Even though we're recording this on Zoom. Even though we're recording this on Zoom, yeah. 
I, I was going to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'll get to that. That's the next question. So, all right, so get Slack but, or Teams, but then communicating externally. Um, so, just, just yeah. back on internal for a moment yeah. because there's, there is just chatting back and forth internally, but it's so much more than that. Mm. So, yeah. we've, we've been on this adoption phase using Microsoft Teams for over two years in our company. And some of the things we've found out of it, because it's not just chatting back and forth, it's how do you organize your data? How do you make channels more relevant to the stuff that you're talking about in it? So the people that need to see the relevant information can see that information rather mm -hmm. than just being copied on a big email with everyone else. So you yep. start reducing how many emails you get and you start reducing the amount of emails that you're reading that aren't even relevant to you because you're getting at mentioned in a specific comment when it's relevant to you. Mm. So it gives you a lot more time to focus. But the side advantage we discovered is, especially with Microsoft Teams, because you've got all of these GIFs built in, which are, are fun and interesting and, and lets you drive that culture of your company. Yeah. If you've got yeah. a bit of a fun and friendly culture mm. like we do here. And mm. <laughs> what we found, especially with staff in another office is it really helps keep that culture alive. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that in emails and no. it lets the staff have that laugh together and be involved in interacting with each other that has a major impact in the business. Yeah, for sure. So in the last three weeks where we've moved to working from home, it's, effectively had no impact on our internal communication or how we talk with each other, yeah. which has been a really interesting thing to see. It's just almost like as if we're all in the office together. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I, I feel pretty similar this week, having worked from home this week. Um, yeah, I feel very connected to everyone still. So um, even people who aren't working on a particular day, we have a few team members who are part-time. Um, they still chime in with messages <laughs> on their days off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is, it is quite fun. Everyone, everyone mixes pretty well on there. And like you said, uh, you can have different channels and you can tag a particular team member if you want to raise their attention on something. So yeah, it is, uh, it is good fun. Uh, I, I think uh, the re reducing the amount of emails you're getting is, is definitely a pretty significant part of it. Um, and, and then also, as you said, sh um, having particular data um, showing up for particular people is really good. So setting up automation. So like if, if we get a particular email into our, you know, just our cat's accountant's generic inbox, um, having that automatically shoot through to a particular team that's just an admin team that looks after new package proposals or something like that. Um, means that none of us need to see it, none of us need to worry about it, but it goes straight to the people that need to action it. Um, and that just saves so much time. Um, but then also you can have that one group channel where you're all sending funny memes and, and GIFs and things to each other, but then have different channels that are about specific work things or, or specific people where you're trying to talk through a topic or, or whatever. Um, yeah, so Teams has been really good in that way. Yeah, and it, it gives you the flexibility to build out new things in your business. For example, mm. we've got a tab in one of our teams where we can acknowledge one of our team members for living our culture values. So you can pick That's the cool. team member, say what they did, put a comment and submit it, and it'll post to the channel and it has like a nice congratulation animated GIF, and they get some points allocated towards them for later in the year to use against something. 
So it's cool. a good way to do staff recognition. That's next level. We need to do that. <laughs> That's pretty big. We have um, we have notifications for like signed documents and things like that coming through our teams as well, so that we don't have to worry about email um, notifications. So you could also think yeah. about things like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I like the cool. way you guys have done that, the culture thing. But- Approval flows as well. So that's, mm. that's a fairly newer thing in Teams. You can do an approval flow and you just get a message where approved and I or have custom buttons there and take actions based on it. Mm. And so that's, that's taken awesome. that whole process out of my emails as well, which is great. Yeah, that's cool. Microsoft must be loving that they started this journey on Teams a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, last month they had an increase of 14 million users on Teams <laughs> with this whole switch to work from home. That's funny. My God. So, and even externally, I think it was our next point. Mm. Teams is Teams and, and Zoom are great for communication. If you're taking things away from phone calls and away from emails, you could go to, oh, and, and to replace your meetings in person, um, mm. you can do it over, over video now, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. Speaking with a few different business owners, they've been doing some of their sales proposals via Zoom or Teams and they've been loving it. They, mm. they think it's a lot more effective. They're more focused on what they're delivering because there's not just the normal chit chat and distractions. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to be a better use of time. So I certainly think going forward, there's going to be more of a, a place in the market to at least do part of your meetings virtually and mm. reduce the amount of face-to-face meetings. Yeah. I think it's going to be more accepted. Yeah, I mm. think so, and and that's that's a point that um, when we did our interview with Jeremy um, last week or the week before, uh, he was saying that you know through times like this that there's a lot of there's a bit of usually always a technology boom, something that comes out of this, you know, mm. new technology, new um, adopting new things, and um, I think the virtual meetings and using something like Teams will be probably the biggest thing to come out of this. Um, not, not TikTok? Maybe TikTok as well. <laughs> Although I, I don't have now. it. Yeah. That's probably something I'm new. I'm only just hearing about it, so it's new for me. Yeah. House party. That's the new thing. House party, yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what would you recommend, Leon, between using something like Zoom? Because there's so many video chat options out there. The Zoom, GoToMeeting, you know, there's uh, Microsoft Teams, um, and then there's different situations in each of those. You, you want to have, you know, kind of one-to-one meetings or you're going to have a webinar. Um, what would you be recommending? So in the scheme of things, Microsoft Teams is still a relatively new program. It's mm. three years old now. And where it, it started in the market as an entry to compete with Slack. Mm. And then it grew from that to include video conferencing, um, live video casting, all these other features and automation you can do. So now it's this this massive product that Microsoft's really putting a lot of money and time towards. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's really coming up as a good product to use, especially if you've already got that Office 365 licensing and you've just got mm. access to it. Mm. So you don't need to pay anything more and you've yep. got all that functionality. Yeah. Um, in, in saying that, it still lacks some features. Like, for example, if you're doing a video call with more than four people, you're only going to see four of the videos on the screen and it'll switch between who's talking the most. Yeah, yeah I found currently, that. That's currently a feature that's been upvoted a lot and they're just working on changing that so it's more like Zoom where you can have all of them showing or a lot more showing at a time. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But okay. If if you've got fairly standard needs in your business, Teams is a great tool if you've already got that Microsoft licensing because it's going to mm. do your chat, it's going to do your team communication, it's going to do your video calls. Uh, you can even do live events from it. So mm. Microsoft streamed one of their massive Ignite conferences all through Teams, which is hundreds of thousands of people sign up and worked flawlessly. It gives you the power to switch between different cameras, switch what's being displayed and really mm. control that as well. So the awesome. functionality there as a, a tool for video is, is really coming up and, and it's growing in it. Because that's something that when we did our live webinar last week on the stimulus package, we used Zoom and we signed up for it. Um, you had to get the, the, the paid one because that lets you do the webinars <laughs> and it was limited to 100 people and it worked fantastic. Um, but then you said to us, hey, why didn't you just use Microsoft Teams? Because <laughs> it does the same thing. And, and we thought, I didn't know it could do that. <laughs> Even though we internally yeah. video chat all the time on Teams and we have done one-to-one mm. -one, um, video meetings on Teams with clients, but I, I just haven't haven't used it for, for anything like bigger so, than that. Leon then, can you, you know, with Zoom, you've got like registration pages all ready to go. Does, can, so can Teams do that where people register for a webinar? You can. I don't think it has it built in in that process for the webinar because it's a live sure. event, not a webinar that you're doing. So I it's more of a broadcast. Okay. I get so, you. Yeah. Features like that aren't currently in there unless you build in kind of a, this is the process flow for that to happen. Okay. So yeah, there's sure certainly, soon. There's, mm. yeah, it's, it's all the stuff there getting voted by people that use it saying, hey, we want this feature. And Microsoft yeah. are really good at the ones that get lots of votes actually implementing those features. So that's really mm -hmm. cool. Um, but there's still lots of places where Zoom and GoToMeeting are going to be better for your company. I still think it depends on your customers as well. Like if you don't have a lot of customers that use the Office tools, then um, Zoom or the other options may be better because uh, yeah, they may they may be asked for an an Office login or an Outlook login to use Teams when they install the app, and that could just put them off um, the whole experience. So yeah, it's it, finding friction points is an important one, thing. One thing I like that Microsoft have done with Teams is if you're using a modern browser and you click your join link, you can just select join on the web. You don't have to install it. Yeah. You don't have to get an extra tool like you have to do with Zoom or GoToMeeting and you can just yeah, nice. be part of that conference in your web browser. Yeah, that's cool. It can be a really simple process for people. Yeah, I think sure. that, that is good, um, that part of it. Something that, that has been brought up with me a couple of times and this is particularly relevant for say, with all the telehealth and things going on at the moment. Um, what's the security like on each of the different platforms? Is it all pretty good? I mean, is there, you might not know this off the top of your head, but um, the difference between say Zoom or Microsoft Teams or, or, or whatnot, is it relatively hard to say, you know, for someone to, to steal <laughs> your video chat? Um, what's, what's, cause I, I did hear there's a lot of like medical solutions that these things happen, but some of them aren't that great. You know, there might just be a, there's the one link to your room that anyone can click on. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like people go into that video chat one after the other and it's like, well, that doesn't seem very safe. You'd prefer to have a different link for each person. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, what's what's uh -huh. the security like? 
In terms of the products and using them, across the board, the security is quite good. Mm. The What you're talking about there, 100%, anyone doing video meetings with general public or customers mm. should be using a new link for each session. Mm. As you mentioned, yeah. that is that is a potential security flaw. Yeah. Because if, if, especially in medical, if you're having a telehealth appointment with someone and then someone else joins in and then all of a sudden they're hearing all of these people's medical problems, that's yeah. a mm. major breach. Mm, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. it's just interesting. That, so I think if you stick to the main ones <laughs> and, and you, it, you should be fine, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So cool. the other the other thing that I thought of before we wrap this up is that a lot of people are going to be using um, a lot of internet now. Um, yeah. And so things like Zoom or, or using the Teams, they're going to be using all their cloud solutions and they're now going to be doing that at home um, with their home internet, which is different to maybe what they had set up at work. Do you have any hints and tips around what you should be doing with your internet? Is there any way to make your usage a little bit less because um, there could be two or three people working from home doing all the same thing and you might only have a crappy NBN, like a smallest NBN connection or something like that. Um, what are some things that really drain on, on your usage um, that you could easily avoid? Or what would you recommend to set well, up? Well, for Tim, streaming the AFL all day is probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> like he does at work. <laughs> I noticed that was blocked at work. <laughs> really, if, if you're, especially if you're on just a standard home type of connection and it's not a business connection and you've got a few people working from home, if you're reducing the amount of streaming you're doing, whether that's YouTube, Netflix, mm. even Spotify, a lot of scenarios, the, the internet in Australia is pretty good comparatively to where it has been. So mm. a lot of scenarios are going to be mostly okay. But if you've got an important video meeting, I would be making sure all those other streams are stopping just so you can have that bandwidth available. Yeah, right. Nice. I, I heard is there any simple things yeah, you can do at home in terms of different channels or extender, network extenders or things like that, which, which you'd be looking at or, or just, yeah. Depends on the house construction and what you're trying to achieve. If it's about yeah. getting your wireless signal better and further, there's, there's some extenders, there's just better quality access points you can use to help with that. But yeah. if, say, you're in an apartment block with concrete walls in between yeah. bedrooms, then using extenders is not really going to help. You need to yeah. likely put some cabling down the other end of the house. And a better modem than, say, the one that Telstra or... Uh, TTP might send you when you sign up to their package. Would that help? Or It would help. One of the biggest advantages of having a business-grade modem that, that can do the right functionality is what's called quality of service. So right. in that, we can set up policies to say any voice-related traffic, it's got a higher priority than your streaming service. Right. So if, you're, if you've got three people streaming and then you get a phone call come in, we can prioritize that traffic over the streaming traffic. So you've got good quality voice. Makes sense. And that's the biggest difference between that $100, $150 home modem versus a enterprise grade equipment. Yeah. Yeah, okay. right. Um, hmm. Something that I have heard once is that using, say, Chrome, for instance, each tab you have open is like it runs a whole new a whole new instance of Chrome, whereas some of the other browsers might not use as much because it's a bit different. Is that is that right or did I hear completely wrong with that? 
In essence, yes. Yeah. So one of the strategies Chrome uses, along with the new Microsoft Edge browser, which uses the Chromium engine, mm. is it creates additional processes for each tab. Mm. And the purpose of this is if one of those pages crashes, it doesn't take all of the pages out. Yeah, right. So if you look at it as a whole, say you had 20 tabs open on Internet Explorer and 20 tabs open on Chrome, they're going to use a similar amount of memory. But Internet Explorer is going to show one process where Chrome is going to have 20-odd processes. Right. Mm, so it doesn't really matter if you've got 30 tabs open. It's not going to drain your internet more than it normally would. No. What I would recommend if you're a bit of a tab junkie like I am, I regularly have lots of tabs open mm. in the browser. If you're using, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's for Firefox as well, but Chrome or the new Microsoft Edge, there's an extension called the Great Suspender. Mm -hmm. Right. And what that does is if a tab's been inactive for an hour, it suspends it so it's not sitting in memory and it'll oh. clean up a whole lot of your memory and make your computer run better. Oh, brilliant. I need that. Mm. Yes. <laughs> it's a great suspender. Yes, you do, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Leon. <laughs> it's like you've you, it's like you've logged into my computer one time and watched me work. <laughs> so you're always telling me to use OneNote, not Microsoft Word. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I always do that too, Tim. I have so many Word documents saved in people's files, just with like notes from meetings and. <laughs> Um, cool. All right. So I think unless unless you've got any other hints and tips, Leon, I think we've we've probably gone through the main things to consider. Yeah, I would just loop back on the whole virtual drinks thing that we talked about before. Yeah, it's now is the time to really communicate with your staff and with your team and keep in contact and yeah. and keep it fun. Just invite everyone. And go, hey, let's do a virtual drinks X day. Um, Someone from my accountability group, it was her staff. They did a wine Wednesday and they had it as you had to dress up. So everyone <laughs> was dressed up with like something crazy. She, she sent a picture to our group chat. It was pretty funny. So someone was dressed up as Cinderella. They won the competition. <laughs> uh, but it's, you can still just have that fun and have that, those social events within your company mm. while we're in this period of isolation. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think there's something to say about that. The positivity and fun is going to be really important over the coming months. So, absolutely. Yeah. Which is why everybody should join us for our two drunk drinks um, when we yeah. when we put it out there. We're going to do it. Maybe we can even yeah. get Hamish on. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him the Zoom link. <laughs> That'll be my other thing, probably. All right, let's 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 finish the main topic. Orford man on the street. Into. Oh yes, we definitely. do want to get Orford Man on the Street because I I want to get the Man on the Street's opinion about everything that's going on at the moment, and I feel like his opinion would be particularly um, funny. <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. Well, cool. let's let's finish up the main topic. Quickly go through to other things. Tim just alluded to mine just then, but um, if you haven't seen. Um, Hamish Blake's Zoom for one more on his Instagram page. It's it's pretty funny. Basically, he's just getting uh, Zoom uh, meeting IDs to people's work meetings, um, and then he's going in on the work meeting and just like chiming in with suggestions and things. So that's so it's, good. it's pretty funny. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah, like most people kind of if it's a small team, they see him pop up immediately and start being like, it's Hamish, what's Hamish doing on the on here? And then other times no one notices him and he just kind of sits back in like a uni lecture or something and starts asking questions. 
That's so good. I love it. I love it. So that's my other thing, keeping me entertained. What about you guys? You go, Leon. I'm thinking now. I didn't have one oh. ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, one I yesterday um, for lunch, I had a quick break to eat some food, and I was like, huh. I could uh, fit a quick episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm in while I uh, nice. eat this lunch, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say I'm loving season ten. How, how far Curb are you enthusiasm. through? I've I've only watched the first episode and I watched it last week. So I've watched eight episodes. Eight, you're um, a fair way through. Yeah, yeah, um, they're all out now. So mm. the, the full ten episodes are out. Yesterday at lunch, I watched the seventh episode and it was good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. The first one was the first episode of this season was funny. I, I was having a good laugh a lot, especially when they're uh, hassling the uh, Mocha Joe at his at his yeah. cafe there, and <laughs> uh, so good. In, in typical Larry David way, all the all the story like arcs are coming back now. Yeah, towards the end of the season, so some of that stuff from the early episodes is now. <laughs> Paying dribbling off. through yeah. and uh, oh it's just yeah it's very funny it's very good I love it love it love it Leon so well just on the social distancing stuff I, I went to grab some stuff from Coles yesterday morning and it was 10 to 8 and I didn't realise that we couldn't uh, get in until 8 <laughs> so yeah. didn't do that. went back this morning at 8 and go to walk in and they're like so you need a trolley I'm like oh no I'm just grabbing two things and he's like no you need a trolley for social distancing uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking okay but if I turn sideways I'm next to somebody How yeah. <laughs> that's what I don't understand you're walking past people down the the like the shopping lanes and you're yeah. gonna be right next to each other uh, I reckon yeah. it must be more for when you're lining up to for the checkout that like you're it you're is. at least a trolley yeah. distance yeah. apart when you're standing there but still walking up and down the aisles the trolley isn't helping no, yeah. yeah, and and then you walk in the door directly next to a Coles staff member, yeah. <laughs> side yeah. by side, essentially standing there welcoming yeah. you. It's it's kind of like come on, guys, and you're holding it's a trolley really weird. that lots of other people have held that day, covered in germs. Exactly. Yeah. They do give you little cloths, but still, no, uh, it's it's pretty strange. Uh, I am wondering, yeah, I'm wondering when there's going to be. A virus spread through a grocery store at some stage. And I'm just mm. hoping it's not one of my locals, but <laughs> <laughs> surely there's, there's a lot of germs floating around in there. But uh, mm. cool. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, uh, friend of the podcast, Leon Black from Inspired Techs. Thanks for coming on, chatting to us about working from home. Um, I hope everyone got some good tips and, and hints and some ideas to work on. And uh, if you've got any questions for us, send us an email, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com, uh, at two drunk accountants on Instagram, at two drunk podcast on Twitter, two drunk accountants on Facebook, all the usual places. Uh, Leon, if people got to have a question, where might they be able to get in contact with you? Yeah, if, if you're looking for some input or direction on how you can better improve your communications in the office, please feel free to reach out. Leon at inspiredtext.com.au. Um, otherwise, you can get us at inspiredtext.com.au. I'm Inspired Text on Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. You can find us pretty easy. But yeah. we'd love to hear from you and happy to try and give you a hand. Yeah, nice. you go, you've got Leon, that's Leon's email address right there. <laughs> so uh, you should go email him right now. <laughs>
Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. And keep a watch out because I, I'm dead set about doing this two drunk drinks. Um, so keep keep an eye out. Even if three people turn up, then I think that's that's going to be fun. So uh, That'd keep, be awesome. Yeah, keep an eye out and we'll get in touch soon. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you later. Bye.